The great comparative literature and mythology professor Joseph Campbell once said, follow your bliss and don't be afraid and doors will open where you did not know they were going to be. The spirit of the podcast is to learn how former Wego Wildcats followed their bliss and for us to get inspired and learn from their stories. Welcome to Wego Places. I'm your host, Brian Turnbaugh, English teacher at West Chicago High School since 2001. Today's guest is Rachel Skapoor, class of 2015. Rachel began her advanced training her senior year of high school at the Joffrey Ballet in Chicago. Currently, she is dancing as an Elevate artist at the SD Prism Dance Theater in New York City, and she has performed internationally and at some of the biggest venues of dance in the United States. Currently, she is also finishing a degree of health and exercise through Arizona State. Okay, today we welcome Rachel Skapoor, class of 2015. Rachel, what do you do? Um, so currently I am dancing professionally in New York uh, with the company SD Prism Dance Theater under the direction of Sonia Dawkins. Um, and I also am getting a degree online through Arizona State um, and I have some part-time jobs. So quite a few things, but my main profession is dance. Now, how did you get to Harlem and this particular, now it's, you're dancing in New York. What have been some of the stops along the way that got you here? Um, so I originally started training um, intensely at the age of 10 at a local ballet school in Hanover Park in Illinois. Um, and then my senior year of high school, I auditioned and was accepted into the trainee program at Joffrey Ballet. So I was a part-time student my senior year, and then I continued on dancing there for another year. Um, but I ended up actually having quite a few injuries, and I had ankle surgery the year after I graduated. Um, so I wasn't ready to be auditioning for jobs. So then I auditioned for a small ballet school here in New York and was accepted. Um, and from there, I just you know, worked on getting my strength back. And um, while I was there, actually, my contemporary teacher started really mentoring me and guiding me. Um, and I grew a lot. And upon graduating from the ballet school, she hired me this year into her company. Um, so it's been quite a journey getting here to this place. Uh, but I wouldn't imagine doing anything else. Rachel, I, th I think people, when they think of the, the type of dancing that you do, what is the actual um, day of training and learning like? If you could maybe walk us from like the moment that you walk into the studio and start training, if I'm using the, the right word as studio, mm -hmm. and what's the training like, the learning? And I would imagine, as you had mentioned before, that the recovery of the the intensity of the physical training as well. Uh, what's that, what's that whole, what would a typical day look like? Um, so everyone kind of has their own process, but for me, I really, um, just with the past injuries I've had, I take them, I have a long warm up and a cool down. And I also supplement dance with physical therapy and like going to the gym and doing yoga. So for me, Typically, I have 
Um, my rehearsal day will be like 9.30 to 4. Um, and before that, I'll have a warm-up where I um, get my body ready. And then we start rehearsals with um, typically a ballet class just to get you centered and ready. And then we'll have rehearsals all day with usually like a small break somewhere in between so you can eat and refresh a bit. Um, and then at the end of the day, I'll go and do, go to the gym, work on cardio and, um, physical therapies, um, work. So it's usually about like a, you know, depending on the day, like a nine to five job, but you're just dancing the whole time. Um, and then I'd also say, yeah, um, there's a lot of like outside maintenance that you have to do, like, stretching and massage therapy and um everyone's different but I usually every night have to go home and like I ice my legs from my shins down um just recovery purposes I was wondering what are the types of things that you do to keep your mind right uh, with such a incredible physical activity what are the things that you do to kind of power yourself through uh, mentally um, I would say it takes a lot of, um, motivation and just determination to keep going. Cause there are definitely days where you wake up and you're really exhausted and you just like, you just don't know how you're going to make it through the whole day. Um, so I think for me, it's a lot of just, um, positivity and, uh, just like my perspective on the situation that really helps keep me going. Um, I, cause I'm typically with like school and my side jobs, I'm usually very sleep deprived. <laughs> and I think just like having the perspective to like tell myself that even if I'm tired, there's, I can still make it through the day. Um, is really very important. Um, and I think also, you know, you, when you go into the studio, it you are dancing yourself, but you have a whole room full of people in there supporting you and inspiring you. So that also keeps me going. In terms of ballet, what are the different, are there different like genres of ballet? I mean, I, I know that there's ballet, but I would imagine there's music, there's styles. Which, which one do you study in particular, if I'm even saying that using the right terminology mm -hmm. with this, and oh. is there one that you prefer? Um, yeah, so there's um, many different styles. Um, I'm primarily classically trained in ballet, but the work I do now is considered contemporary or contemporary ballet. So I still dance on point, but I also do um, other works on flat, which is where you're just wearing the traditional ballet slipper. Um, and I also do a lot of improvisational work, um, which is probably my favorite. Um, but yeah, so right now I'm primarily doing contemporary ballet, um, which is just a more modern version of classical training, um, which is funny because I used to like growing up, that was not what any of my old directors or teachers thought I would be doing, but now it's 
what I found suits me best, especially with my height. Um, so, yeah. How would you describe the improvisational? Like when, when have you had time to experiment with that? Um, so usually that's like my way of like when I'm frustrated in the studio, or I kind of feel like, you know, similar to writer's block, like where you feel like you just need to find new inspiration. I'll just make a playlist, turn it on, and then you just dance and explore different ideas. Um, but right now I'm also um, working on some projects with the company I'm with where uh, you're just given a task and they put on music and then you have to, on the spot, just go and see what happens. <laughs> when did you know that this is what you wanted to be? Well, I've been dancing for a very long time and it was something I always liked, but I don't think the possibility of it actually being a career dawned on me until I was 11 and I got my first pair of point shoes. And um, that was just like a tangible thing I could hold that to me symbolized in that moment like the challenges and how exciting dance could be. And I think that's really when I made the decision that this was going to be the profession that I would go for. What were the, like, how did you know you, you had a certain kind of um, aptitude or strength uh, in that type of dance that made you feel so confident, even at 11, that this is definitely the path you wanted to go? Um, well, it's actually kind of funny. Um, I was always sort of the clut. The cluts are like a little baby giraffe kind of in the studio. I was not anywhere near being at the top of my class in any way. Um, but dance was just this like immense challenge for me that I found very exciting. And I realized that um, even though I was like, starting early on, I was like nowhere near like the child prodigy of the group. Um, I had a lot of curiosity and determination and my work ethic was very strong. And those are all things that you really need as a dancer. And I realized that I could use those strengths and those were extremely important um, in a career like this. And so that kept me motivated. And I even when a lot of people said, no, you should stop, you should quit. I was just like, you know what, this just is what I want to do. And I'm going to keep going. Um, and over time, you, you know, your skills develop and you get stronger. And now I'm here dancing professionally. So what are you working on now? Uh, so right now we are, my company and I are working on a few pieces of repertoire for a tour in Barcelona coming up in July, which is very exciting. Um, and then also some other smaller pieces for um, some U.S. tours later on in the fall. Now, when you travel with the company to a different country, you've done this before. What's that experience like to travel with a big group like that in a performance in a different country what's it like um it's definitely very challenging uh you just have to be open to anything and everything whether that be difficult travel experiences or um 
feeling jet lagged or, you know, you're in a new environment, you're in a new performance venue. So the stage can be lumpy or you could have, you could be somewhere in the winter and there might not be heat in the theater. Um, so there's a lot of just logistical challenges that can arise. And I think also just if you're there for an extended amount of time dealing with um, just a bit of culture shock and like your brain will be very tired from constantly trying to translate um, while you're there. Um, but it's also very invigorating to be able to go and dance and meet people and experience new cultures. Um, and I definitely one like I have class, I have rehearsal and then I just hit the streets exploring. So that's a huge plus. What was maybe one of your most exciting performances that you, where was it like the, was it the theater? Was it the at music? Uh, do you remember what was like maybe your favorite or most exciting, exhilarating performance that you've had so far? Ooh, that's a tough question. Well, most recently, earlier this year, um, in I believe it was November, my company had a performance in Philly, and we did a piece called Entrapment by my director, and it was a very emotionally charged piece. Um, and I had a duet with another girl, and we had um, duct tape over our mouth, and the whole message coincided with the Me Too movement. Um, that was a very emotionally challenging piece. And when we got on stage, you could just feel the audience and the other members on stage with you. You could just feel the energy and the people all captivated and in that moment together. Um, so I think that performance has been one of my favorites so far. But it's hard to choose because... What is your dream performance like where would you want what would what would it be or and where would it be oh um i don't necessarily have a specific location in mind but um there are two dream companies of mine one in san francisco and one in here in new york that um i would absolutely love to dance with um, but location doesn't, I don't have a favorite theater necessarily in mind that is very important. It's more about the repertoire. Cool. Now, Rachel, what would you say are some tips for success or words of wisdom that you've gone, uh, you have earned and kind of gone through uh, even at this early stage in your career as a dancer? Hmm. First and foremost, I would say, trust in your timeline and believe that your goal and your dream is valid, even if it's different from everyone else's. Um, because I'm the only dancer in my family. I'm getting a degree online. Um, my brothers are graduating soon. So technically I should be, if I went to college, I'd be graduating now. Um, but you know, I chose a different path and just because it's different doesn't mean it's not valid. Um, and also I would say if you're moving slower than other people, don't lose hope, you know, enjoy the process, enjoy the steps along the way that are specific to you 
and how you acquire your goal. Rachel, thank you so much for your time today. This was really interesting and uh, we can't wait to see uh, where you'll be in a year from now. And I'm sure we'll have you, if this project keeps on going, we'll get you back uh, and see what you've done in the past year. Yeah, thank you. Yeah, that would be wonderful. Thanks for listening to We Go Places. If you know of a great guest for this podcast, send me an email at b-t-u-r-n-b-a-u-g-h at d94.org. Music provided by Joe Villacat.